Yo, this is Donnie. You're in tune to All Flavors Radio. Don't touch that dial. All flavors say where me I say, but no one fear where me I say, but me I say it cause it have to say. Yeah, say where me I say, but no one fear where me I say, but me I say it cause it have to say. Oh yes, it's an Ironman Bushman, and guess what? You got a lock to all flavors. If there's anything in life that you don't currently have right now, it's because of who you are and how you think. What I need you to do is I need you to find a reason to keep going. And if you can find a reason to keep going, I know you're strong enough to do it because you're human. Every human has what it takes to get past whatever they're going through if they decide to push through it. Push through it. Tragedy and trials come to everybody. Only the strong survive. Listen to me very closely. Y'all running from obstacles when in fact it's the obstacle that's gonna take you to the next level. Like y'all running from pain, y'all running from challenges. You telling me how difficult your life is. Do you understand it is the difficulty that's gonna prepare you and take you to that next level? To grow the individual will to become something, you must get comfortable with fear and failure. They must be your best friends. They're the only one that moves that needle of life. The difference between a champion and someone who's forgotten is that a champion shows up. That's the only thing. Every day shows up. Gives himself a chance to make a difference. Because success doesn't know these things about cold or early or tired. It just knows if he showed up or not. For some of you, when you do what you do, you act as if you have another opportunity. Every opportunity is the last opportunity. You can't just say you want it. You can't watch the video and say, I want it as bad as I want to breathe. It's cute to say it, but when it's showtime, when the sun comes out, you've got all the books, you've got all the tapes, you've got all the access. Now it's time to hunt. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But if life's got you down, I need you to get up and prove them wrong. It's gonna rain sometimes, I will. You're gonna feel discouraged sometimes, I will. No matter what the obstacle, I will. I will, I will. A true hunter's goal is not to prize. A true hunter's goal is to hunt. That's what they live for. They live to hunt. It's the whole process.
don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes and cars. Wood floors in the new apartment, couture from the store's departments. You more like love to start shit. I'm more of the trips to Florida, order the orders, views of the water, straight from a page of your favorite author. And the weather's so breezy Man, why can't life always be this easy? She in the mirror dancing so sleazy I get a call like, where are you, Yeezy? And try to hit you with the old Wapi Till I got flashed by the paparazzi Damn, these niggas got me I hate these niggas As more than I a Nazi call, I know you love to show off But I never thought that you would take it this far Somebody would have told me a month ago, front and oh, yo, I wouldn't wanna know. If somebody would have told me a year ago, it'd go get this difficult. Feeling like Katrina with no FEMA, like Martin with no Gina, like a flight with no visa. First class with the seat back, I still see ya. In my past, you on the other side of the glass of my memories museum. I'm just saying. Hey Mona Lisa, come home. You know you can't roam As without Caesar. I, I know you love to show off, but I never thought that you would take it this far. What do I know? Good evening to you here on All Flavors Radio. How are you all doing out there? How is everyone? Are you okay? Good, we're good, we're good. I'm doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing great. Wonderful. Sending out um, a joint, joyous uh, evening to the chat room crew, as well as the tuning crew and the worldwide crew. Yes, we are here on All Flavors Radio today and joining us in the studio we have Ile Weeks from Stateside Boston. Hey what's going on? Nice to have you here with us Ile. So we will be um, interviewing Ile but he's going to spend the evening with us because it's such a pleasure to to have such a special person come all this way from Boston and he's here. He is here. And you brought the sunshine. That's right. I am Wimbo77. 
I've been it's been blue skies. I've been seeing it. It's my first time like consistent blue skies in London. So yeah, enjoy yeah. it because he ain't gonna last long. <laughs> so I'm Wimbo Seven Seven, and I'm KJB. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm Eli Weeks from Boston. Wonderful, wonderful. So, um, moving on swiftly, um, DJ KJB, you're gonna have to help me tonight. What I will help questions? you. I'll help you. Uh, the audience question tonight is: Is it all right to say? The N-word. Is it okay to say the N-word? Yes, that's a, that's a question for you listeners as well as what would you do? What would you do if you found out you had a brother or a sister you had never met? You know, that that's interesting because um, I went to a, f- a funeral yesterday mm-hmm. and um, it was a side of the family that I, I, I have never met. So I was actually in that situation. Wow, wow. Wow. So, yeah, that's we're going to be tackling that question tonight. We are going to be tackling that question tonight. And um, as well as our National Day. What is the National Day today? The National Day today is Workaholic Day. Workaholic Day. Are you workaholics out there, listeners? I don't know. What about you, Ely? Uh I try to be. <laughs> you try to be. The the work rate in America is really fast, so like the what a workaholic is out here is different from out there. It's like you guys make time for life and smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Northeast in America, very few people are smiling. Why is that? <laughs> it's just work, work, work. Um, in things like what we call vacation, you guys call holiday. Mm. A lot of people don't take them. There's very few and far in between. They're not forced. Um, okay. So then. Uh, most people in America, there's this big like idea that Americans are thriving, everyone's super successful. But um, most people in America, we have a 99%, we have a 1%, and there's like the top 10%. But most yeah. people exist in like beneath that and they're working paycheck to paycheck. So even when you do have the opportunity to travel, you don't take it. Because mm, I have seen that. I must say that I've seen um, how hard the hours that you guys put in. Like here, we'll work a 35-hour week. And everything else after that is is overtime, whereas in the states it's it's a lot. Of, some pe- work, people work two, three, four jobs. In most people have most people, most people have multiple jobs. Typically, mm. you have multiple jobs. Um, and even that, like the cost of living has gone up. Um, we believe that recently, because the wages have gone up, um, a lot of more of the states are raising the minimum wage. Yeah. It seems that there's more money coming in, but the cost of living has gone up. So, like, you know, at the beginning of the year, a, a carton of eggs was $1.49. Now a carton of eggs is $3. So you getting a, you know, an extra $2 on your minimum wage, you can't even get gas, which you guys call petrol. So Yeah. It's yeah. tough. That's tough. No. It's yeah. it's happened over here as well because um, I'm paying, we're paying, should I say, an extra seventy pound mm. uh, a year for poll tax. That, I'm just saying that's just that's one just example. one bill, that's isn't just it? One example. Well. Yeah. That's just one example. Poll, poll tax? Yeah, it's, it's a council tax. It's council. Tax. They've got lots of taxes here. This is just okay. a, a, a tax, a stealth tax, I call it. Um, it's just a tax that was brought by the government. It was called something else, and now it's called a council tax because. The money gets paid to each individual council to use to pump back into the community, pump okay. it back into the community, right. which... Mm. What they feel like is appropriate. Appropriate Got pumping it. back into the Whether community. Whether they do pump it back into the community, that's a different thing, isn't it? So that's a big question. It's hashtag National Workaholics Day. So 
It is the 5th of July. Can you believe it? The 5th of July, the year's only just started. Right. We're on the 5th of July. And mm. it reminds of, uh, us to balance our work and home life. Work isn't everything. Do you come in early, skip your lunch and stay late? Or know someone who does? This day is dedicated to the people who fit that description, the workaholics. So people that sit all day at their desk, working all the way through and really not getting much <laughs> in return for it if you're working for someone else, that is. Right. And, and, and the problem is there's no health benefits in that. There, there might be some financial benefits, possibly, depending on what, what your rate is and what type of job you do, don't get me wrong. But also, we're thinking about the health benefits. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's the issue in this country. We're becoming a lot more un, unhealthier in our habits. Uh, and we're lacking that balance. So it's good to highlight something like this. Yeah. So it's very good to highlight something like this. So work, hashtag workaholics say, a workaholic feels the need to be busy at all times, which may cause problems. They might perform tasks they are not required to do or are necessary for the project completion. And these unnecessary tasks cause inefficiency where the focus should be on production. Workaholics have trouble delegating or entrusting co-workers with tasks. They struggle with organisational skills due to taking on too much work at one time. And the solution for workaholics is to step back, regroup and slow down a little bit. So <laughs> I think, um, uh, am I a bit of a workaholic? I don't know. I wouldn't say that I was, um, but work sometimes to extremes, like long, long hours, like from <laughs> from early morning all the way into the the night time without even eating. That's not a wise thing to do. No, the only reason why I say that 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 can vary because it depends. Some some people work for companies, but um, if you're f reflecting on the fact that if you're working for yourself, mm. in a way you have to be a workaholic, right? Yeah, because you got to take on the tasks that you got no one else to delegate to. But that's a workaholic. I'm just saying, as opposed I'm just, to. I'm, as opposed to someone working for their business and they they have a passion for what they're doing, I think there might be a slight difference. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think you can still be a workaholic, mm. but not maybe not realise it. Because yeah. you do. There's a lot of people like yourself. I know you talk... I'm just like, for the example for you, because you've raised yourself as that example. Yeah. Um, I raised myself as that, the yeah, example. Yeah, because you, t you talked about yourself being a, not a workaholic, but sometimes you can be. Yeah. And that's because you are... You have many facets to mm. what you do, but you're building that for yourself. You're building your brand. You're building your uh, your your business. Mm. So therefore, at the moment, because of the circumstances, sometimes you have to be a workaholic. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe people become workaholics sometimes. For example, like uh, like entrepreneurship. There's no one else who has to bear the responsibility for anything. Yeah. If you don't, mm. if you don't work, you don't eat, mm. which is a, a very big difference from. Working for someone else in nine to five. Now, yeah. if you don't get your paycheck, well, Mister Bossman, I've worked these hours. So maybe people become workaholic in circumstances. Ooh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So we are talking about national. Um, it's hashtag National Workaholics Day, and workaholics they may suffer from impaired brain and cognitive function due to this, um, like sleep things such as sleep deprivation. So take a look at National Work Like a Dog Day as one outcome of being a workaholic. 
Um, unlike other conditions, this one is socially acceptable, being a work like a dog, because we tend to, like you said, putting in like a 40 hour week is not easy. Um, so, yeah, that they have us working like that sometimes. And the outcomes are different as to being someone that's really tied down to, to wanting to, to do the job and just can't tear themselves away. Even when they're away from work, that's all that they're thinking about is work at the same time as well. So that it's, it's a bit unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So it says there that there are signs, five signs to look for according to the ladders.com if you are a work workaholic. What are those, Ken? It says uh, anxiety. Is yeah. one when you work hard, you do get anxiety because you're looking at your workload, and like you said, your organizational skills are all over the place because you've taken on so much or you've been given so much mm. because they deemed you as a as a conscientious worker because you work so hard, they tend to give you more, right? Yeah, yeah, what else? Uh, working to priority is number one, get, yeah, which is which is crazy, isn't it? Because mm. you can't prioritize anything because you feel you've got to do everything. You've got yeah. to complete everything. I think it's saying as well that they're thinking that work is the number one priority. So there's no, nothing beyond work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you, you, it's hard. You, you, you just continue working because everything mm. is a priority. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't pigeonhole anything. You can't put anything in boxes because everything. Work is just it. Is it. Which is funny in that, in that light, because if everything's important, every, if everything's equally, if, everything you work out becomes equally important mm. then none of those things are important it's just work the idea of working is now important yeah is, that's your number one priority that's, that, that's yeah. all you're thinking yeah. about you're thinking about the kids you're not thinking mm-hmm. about having a life mm-hmm. outside of work rather but robotic your, your life revolves around it mm-hmm. so another thing is no social life like we just said there <laughs> no right. social life um because you're just consumed with work it's almost i guess it could be Another word for it could be obsession, obsessed with work. So that's all that you think about. This is another one there. Won't admit the problem. Won't admit you have a problem with working constantly. Because you've set yourself up Mm. in that vein. Because you've shown yourself, because you've taken on that workaholic syndrome Mm. or mindset. You don't see it as a problem. You won't because you feel if you, you admit it's a problem, it's a weakness. Mm. it's a rabbit hole for sure when you see someone who's outworking you having more than you keeping up with the joneses Mm. for lack Mm. of a better phrase but Mm. when you see someone who's living or was living in your same circumstance working hard and they've sublimated out of whatever circumstance that is and you know that the only thing you can change is how much energy you exhaust trying to gain it's, that becomes something like a drug, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, an obsession, isn't it? And also they're unhappy. Workaholics are unhappy because all they're doing is working. All work and no play makes Jack a very dull boy. It makes Jack a very unhappy boy at the same time, right? right? <laughs> so Yeah, because they, they have their own perception. Mm. They, have their own, they think the harder they work, as Ile says, the quicker they'll get out of a situation that they feel they're in. yeah. But the more you put in is the more they're going to give you. So it's, and like you said, it's a rabbit hole. It's just, it's, and it becomes, you I think this day, can't get out sometimes. This day and age, they talk a lot on work-life balance. Yeah, work-life balance. And I think that that's quite important to have a work-life balance. Because I know sometimes you've got to tear yourself away from the work. I know I do tear myself away from the work. And... 
when you come outside of that, you think, oh, there's something outside. And sometimes even to the point of being able to network outside of work in your life balance part of it, that's actually a bonus. Or that's, what would you say? I, I think it's about, it's about educating yourself. Mm. I think work-life balance is something that you need to reflect on. And if you don't have it, you've got to find a way of trying to balance that out. Yeah. Your employer, organisation, whoever you work for, are not going to advocate work-life balance because it's about you're working for them. Yeah. It's quite funny. I, was, do, I, heard, you know what I, mean? I heard this thing this week. I found it hilarious. It was a man and he works for this fellow. So he pulls yeah. up, the, the, his boss pulls up in this Ferrari and he's like, boss, that's a really nice car. So the boss says to him, say, say his name's Johnny. I don't know I'd use that name. Johnny, if you work with lots of effort, you put in the motivation and you do well, I can buy a new one next year. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. If you work and put in the motivation and you do well, I can buy a new one next yeah. year. Right. Imagine. And that is the life, isn't it? When we really think about it, <laughs> this yeah, is the, this is what it's about. We're it's insane. It's, wow. Are we working for ourselves and building our dream or working for someone else and building theirs? I was just thinking about that. Humans no longer, so not to go too far in the past, but like we work by the sweat of our brow. You can tell me it's the sweat of his brow, but we're no longer working for food or working for water or working to tend to things. Mm-hmm. We're working for somebody to give us something that gives us access to that. Yeah. And that psychology is a bit mad because actually no one's actually feeding ourselves. We're reliant on somebody else. Yeah. Anyway, you slice it. Yeah. And I think even that going back to a workaholic, Ooh. when we sow our seeds into somebody else's plantation and they're reaping the benefits and they're giving us crumbs, we're actually deteriorating as you said before we're, it's a lot of health we're weighing on our health and we don't get anything from benefit so we, benefit. we're able to survive yeah mm-hmm. i was speaking to my friend today and she she highlighted that she her daughter wants to get married but they want to save up as much money as they can to have the full-on wedding kind of thing you know and i said it's just and to you know have the big opulent thing and fine if everyone if that's what they want to do however when those people come and they leave, you're not going to see them again after that. And you're still left with the bill. That whole amount of whatever you've used could go towards something a bit more substantial for a home or something like that. And that this is the trouble working for more, always working for more. But it, the more we work in this country is they will tax the hell out of you and you will not see that money. Taxes you won't see here. it. Taxes here are... I thought taxes in America... Well, let me not say anything. I'm still in England. I don't know if I have rights here, but I thought taxes in America were crazy. Taxes here, tax on everything. 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 Yeah. And all this new you layers, everyone... No one's benefiting. It's only always the ones at the top that kind of cream in things off sometimes. And why? what we're working for, not the bare minimum... But things, how many things can we have? It's just it's just having the the right frame of mind to to know the reasons and why we're going in and why we're doing what we're doing, really. Yeah, and that's, yeah, and, and that's why we're talking about work-life balance. So mm. <clears throat> what is work-life balance? If mm. you were to knock 10 doors or speak to that are 10 organisations, yeah. what 
assumption would they have about work-life balance? Mm. Are they even highlighting work-life balance to the people that they work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like you Some said, people don't even know about work-life balance though, K- MK, yeah, KJB. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. So... <clears throat> Like we're saying, if if you're being if you if you don't know, then you're only gonna assume that working or being a workaholic, that's that's what you know. Mm. That's yeah. what you know because that's what we're we're being told to do. When you go to school, you're being prepared for what? Yeah, for the, the workplace. For the workplace. When you go to college, you're prepared for what? The workplace, university, workplace. Just remember those points though. Well, workaholics have anxiety. They work, Their work is their number one priority. They have no social life. They won't admit the problem and they're unhappy. So, you know, hashtag National Workaholic Day. That's what we're the observation is okay says a healthy work life means more to our well-being than just a paycheck today take some time off to relax slow down a little bit and maybe schedule a vacation for you and your family be sure to use hashtag national workaholics day on social media to shout out those you know who are workaholics so we give it we give it over to the listeners yes please (laughs) shout us out if there's any workaholics out there let us know for sure for sure yeah and how you deal with it how do you deal with your work-life balance and like it says you've got to be balanced you you have to have a balance and if you don't want to be fall into that trap of those five points that, that we've just read about like it says take a holiday take time out even just take time to meditate five minutes just to realign oneself go and have lunch you're entitled to a lunch break. <laughs> Have lunch. Okay. I, I used to do that work through my lunch, like, and, you, you know, you've worked nine hours, however long your, your shift is, without anything. Yes. Yeah. KJB. I was going to say, I, I, remember, I think you said it once that even, even prisoners. Yeah. Get an hour's. An hour break. In an the, hour yeah. break. Even prisoners. So <laughs> if those at emergency service can get an hour. Surely, us who have liberty and have the opportunity should be looking to balance our life a bit better yeah. if work is all we know. Excellent, excellent. And it, it is possible. It is possible. So we do have a special guest in with us tonight. We have Ile Weeks. He's joined us all the way from Boston. <laughs> he has done his first show on Seven. Saturday, actually. And... Um, he, you have another show coming up, but we'll talk about that in that section when we go into Absolutely. yourself and everything that you do. And we're just really happy to have you. How, how have you found your stay so far in, in, in the UK? Now that I'm here, it's cool. Getting yeah. here was crazy, but London is my second home. So awesome. I'm super happy about that. Awesome. So beautiful people. Um, think about that. Um, if, you, do, if you know any alcoholics, how you can... Workaholics, workaholics, workaholics. Workaholics. I know workaholics can turn into alcoholics. Yes, they can. We're not going down that route tonight. We're not going down that route. Oh, look at me. Something must be on my mind. Who knows? All right. So, beautiful people, we'll see y'all in five. This is the station with all your music in one place. And I'm naturally Lily. Join us for the Let's Talk Drive Time Show every Tuesday evening between 6 and 8 pm. We can discuss fun facts, the word of the day, and current events. Join in the conversation. See you in the chat room. Domi Promotions and All Flavors Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style. 
Come on, party on board the permanently moored Teresa Joanne. King George the Fifth up Woolwich Manor Way E16 QNJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes, and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Mosty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavors radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavors, DJ Laro and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, Afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. Get your 20 pounds tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk We ready to party again Are you? Join the pink frilly tutus Join the walkers, the joggers the runners, join the people remembering friends, family, loved ones Join the kids, the mothers, the grannies Join those who are living with cancer Join those who have beaten it Join the most fantastic day Join the 5 and 10k events making a difference in the fight to beat cancer Join the girls this summer at Tesco and Cancer Research UK's Race for Life. Join now. Find an event near you at raceforlife.org. Hi, I'm Eric, 30, looking for a girlfriend. I've got a good job, keep fit, have a mental health problem. Laid back, but... I know, you lost interest after I said mental health problem. You're not alone. When I put this dating ad online, I received 81% less interest than the exact same ad two weeks before. The only difference? Back then, I didn't mention my mental health problem. It's the assumptions you make about people with mental health problems that hurt the most. To see Eric's story, search online for time to change. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. All flavors radio. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. This is a jazzy fizzle. Production. Naughty, funky, fresh With my body so melodic This beat rolls right through my chest Everybody, Martin, Poppy Came to party, grab somebody Work your body, work your body Let me see you one, two, step Rock it, don't stop it Everybody get on the floor Break the party up We about to get it on Let me see you one, two, step I love it when you one, two, step Everybody one, two, step so contagious, make you crave it. Jazzy made it. So retarded, top charted. Ever since the day I started, strut my stuff and yes, I flaunt it. Goodies make the boys jump on it. No, I can't control myself now. Let me do my one-two step. Rock it, don't stop it. Everybody get on the floor. Bring the party up. We about to get it on. Let me see you. One-two step. I love it when you one-two step. Two steps. We about to get it on.
the boys say hello cause they know I'm rocking the beat. I know you heard about a lot of great MCs, but they ain't got nothing on me. Because I'm five for two, I wanna dance with you and I'm sophisticated fun. I eat filling me on and I'm nice and young. Best believe I'm number one. One two step. One two step. One question tonight. Girl, go ahead, get down. 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 Get Take too much to touch her. From what I heard, she got a baby by Buster. My best friend said she used to with Usher. I don't care what none of y'all say, I still love her. Now I ain't saying she a gold. Put a big shout out to Mark Philogene. She ain't messing with no broke niggas. Uh, now I ain't saying Great stuff last night, Mark. Uh, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Uh, get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. So give a big high five to George Flavors. Get down, get down, girl, go ahead. DJ Lara, you can catch Lara from 8 to 10 tonight. You got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. I know somebody DJ Caddy. Ninja Man Lloyd. You will see him on TV any given Sunday. When the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco. Billy Ray Valentine. She went to the doctor, got Lyco with your money. She walk around looking like Michael with your money. Shoulda got that insured Geico for your money. Money. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup, yeah. It's something that you need to have. Cause when you're like 27, you gonna leave with half. 18 years, 18 years. And on her 18th birthday, found And guess 713 from Dissledore. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Uh, now I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Uh, How you doing, Chanel Taylor? Yeah, get down. Uh, get to see you. Get down. Get down, girl, go Sending love to John John. Uh, get down, girl, go ahead. 
Now I ain't saying you a gold digger, you got me. Smoke, but he can't buy weed. You go out to eat, he can't pay, y'all can't leave. It's dishes in the back, you gotta roll up your sleeves. But while y'all washing, shout out the John Baptiste family. Beans out of that toxin, he got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes, this week he mopping floors. Weeks family. So stick by his side. I know his dudes balling, and yeah, that's nice. And they gon' keep calling and trying, but you stay right, girl. And when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. Let me hear that back. Sounds of Kanye West, and he was really going in there uh, using a specific word that is part of our question tonight. Is it okay to use the N-word? Because uh, there's an article that we have, we must read it to you. And it's highlighting how some people feel about this. We also had qu- a quite a big response um, from this on Facebook as well. So we'll be going into that a little bit later on. However, we're just going to shout out a very famous lady. She's passed away today, sending out the condolences to Mona Hammond. Sorry, Mona Hammond's family. Now, Mona Hammond, she was an amazing actress. Uh, if you recall her, Susu, you know Susu from Desmond's? That's her right there. So uh, condolences go out to this Jamaican-British-born actress who played Blossom Jackson in BBC Soap. Um, as well as Susu in Desmond's. And it's a great loss, but I, couldn't, I didn't realise that she was 91 years old. Oh, really? Yeah, she was 91 years old. I don't know if you've seen her before, Ile. Um, I have, maybe. Yeah, let's just get a picture up for you. There she is there, this lady. Uh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, she's such. she was such a funny lady as well. Such a funny lady. Um, especially her character in Desmond's. But she's done more than that. I mean, she's done a lot. She's done a lot when it comes to acting, being on the stage and so forth. She used to be in EastEnders as well. Um, she was a matriarch of the Jackson clan of Blossom, um, Blossom Jackson. Have, have you ever watched EastEnders yourself? No. No? Ken, we don't really watch it. <laughs> no, I, I used to watch EastEnders. I'm not lying. I didn't mm. watch it many moons ago yeah um, and i remember her the reason why i know her so well is because of desmond's we, we yeah. watched the reruns of that so many times desmond i think that's <laughs> yeah. the only Poor reason why guys. i even know yeah. i think desmond's is the one that i've heard before yeah have you have you ever seen it no i don't think i've watched it i think you'd like it i think you would actually like it. it's quite funny is um is it like a full comedy or is it like a okay a yeah, full comedy it, yeah it's a full comedy it's set in a, a barber shop Mm. In Peckham, in Peckham, but it really could be set anywhere. Yeah. Um. So it'd be, it'd be a, well, I think you should watch it if you can, if you get the opportunity, watch a couple of episodes I'll and see what it. you think. Yeah. Mm, you're here, and plus you have Netflix. I don't know if your films are different on Netflix in the states as they are here. They show us different things. So oh, even they do. Like the, <clears throat> we have like an English section, so mm. we're probably seeing a fraction of what you guys get. Mostly English. Well, I mean America's overbearing so you guys are probably seeing a lot of american things all the time yeah but we have like english section yeah the biggest thing is these men are just talking about top boy every day <laughs> who in the states in the states that's really? that's the rave like that's oh my god 
when I when people meet me and they find out that I go to England often, they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, what's good, bro? We good? You good? Yeah, man, still, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Top boy, they're like, yeah, man, I'm on like episode three. <laughs> I first say I've not really watched it. You know, I actually met somebody at the funeral yesterday who yeah. um, sits down and actually helps the writers mm. with the episodes oh, nice. and the scenarios in Top Boy. Okay. okay. Oh, that's an important person for all of you all. The, yeah. the sad yeah. thing is, again, it's it's all very much gang related, mm-hmm. isn't it? Which is the set. This, that seems to be the, the only place where they put us. And again, this is going to um, cross over in that article that we're going to look at a bit later. Is it okay to say the N-word? Because it's just all the links and mm. all these things that are close together where they put us into one category. And should we live with these these labels that they, they give us as people, as black people, should mm. we say? Well, I'm I'm harping back because Desmond's mm. just 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 flipping the script a little bit. Desmond's yeah. is a throwback to a time when it was quite positive. I don't yeah, know in the eighties, wasn't in it? In the eighties, yeah. so the writing was a lot different. Mm-hmm. It was situation comedy, but it was to do with the family and family situations and raising children. Mm-hmm. So the focus was slightly different with Desmond's. Yeah. So, um, but it was the characters that made the program. Susu was one of the main the characters that everybody loved. She was amazing. So we're, our condolences go out to Mona Hammond's family, and she is uh, left. I guess she just has a granddaughter, that is the only one that's remaining really in her family. And there's so much. There's so much about her, her life. And if we had the time today, we would definitely delve a little bit more into it but obviously because we have our guest in and we've got to get onto the word of the day so it's um we're just going to remember Mona Hammond and the great joy and the the laughter that she brought into our lives definitely and I'll ask the listeners if they get the opportunity watch a few more just go back and watch some Desmond's yeah. back to a time when it was it was about family and it was about positivity and it was but it was fine it was laughter Excellent. So yeah. hopefully the listeners will go back to that. And it's quite funny because our word of the day, our word of the day today is it highlights what Mona Hammond's character was like, actually. And what's the word of the day, K- KJB? Cantankerous. Why? <laughs> yes, cantankerous. She was quite cantankerous, wasn't she? And this is a word that we know. This is a word that we know, isn't it? Cantankerous. You know, these words... I used to grow up and think these words are made up like and it's because uh, so my family is from the Caribbean as well so I used to think a lot of these words are. Made, but I remember one time my, um, my aunt said to me my first name is Isaac what, Isaac why you get that so cantankerous and I thought she just made that word up it wasn't until like college I was like yeah. wait that's a word yeah so a cantankerous person what is it um, KJB it re- reads a, tank- a cantankerous person is often angry and annoyed. Mm. Cantankerous can also mean difficult or irritating to deal with. Yeah. Do you know any cantankerous people? Uh, You're not going to say. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. No, 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 no. I can't be going down that road. 
Thank you for putting me on the spot, but I'm going to pass. That's all right. That's all right. But several sp- um, sports people or sports writers cited coach co- coach's cantankerous personality as a reason for the team's poor p- performance and lack of motivation. So what is cantankerous then, um, DJ KJB, in its context? Well, we, we, I'm going to put, try and put it. says the episode centres around the daffodil ball. Did I, did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Yeah. A magnificent cow and a cantankerous pig would also be cantankerous if vegetarians who hadn't even passed their exams were chasing me around with a scalpel. Vegetarians were chasing a a pig around? A cantankerous pig. Okay, all right. So he got on the nerves so much that they just wanted to put him on the plate. Yes. (laughs) Not that we don't delve in swine, but... um, Yes, I, I, I understand that. Do, do you understand that in its context there, Ile? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. A contankerous person, no one wants to be around them. So in this case, it says the veg- vegetarians hadn't even passed their exams, were chasing me around with a scalpel, meaning that he was so obnoxious and annoying that... Yeah, the vegetarians, even the vegetarians wanted to deal with him. <laughs> And, and they were vegetarians. They weren't even meat. That's how cantankerous it was. Uh, yeah. So build your vocabulary. Get a word of the day in your inbox every single day. So did you know that cantankerous people are cranky, they're grumpy and angry? And if you think charita- charitability, uh, uh, if we think charita- charitably about them for a moment, we might consider that they possibly suffer from a health affliction that sours the mood. It's been speculated that contankerous is a product of the Middle English contact, meaning contention, under the influence of a pair of words, rancorous and cankerous. Wow. Cankerous wow. and, con- and conquerous. Rancorous. Rancorous brings the anger and the bitter deep-seated ill will as rancor. Yeah, I know that word rancor can be understood to be mean. Yeah, rank. Yeah, rank. yeah, smelly, yeah, smelly, Ooh, foul. Rank, foul. That's right. Yeah. And conquerous brings perhaps an understandable foul mood. A cankerous person suffers from painful sores. So, I think a cantankerous person as well. They like it says that they are in a bit of pain, and that's why they can't hold <clears throat> that annoyance or that anger. They must share it. Them. Yeah, like the canker mm. sore. Mm. Oh, yeah. see, yeah. see, sore. I didn't know that the canker sore. Not yeah. seen that before. So, yeah. cantankerous is our word of the day, beautiful people. And we do actually have a, a couple of winners for the tickets. Um, we will announce that at the end of the show. Um, yes, they got the, the, the words right. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, you will be joining us on the Teresa Joanne on the 16th of July. So, that's wonderful. So, moving in, we're going to take a quick musical break. And we'll be with y'all in five. Emotions 
emotions raging with us tonight so Ile beautiful song thank you thank you thank beautiful you so much song, beautiful song so can you tell us um, Ile just a little bit about yourself all right so my name is Ile Weeks I'm from Boston um Caribbean background um and I'm a singer-songwriter I love music awesome awesome so what inspired you to write music who are your influences um, okay, so I'll, I'll do it in that order. So what inspired me to write music is I grew up in a household with many different people, but um, growing up in the 90s into a Caribbean household, children are seen but not heard. So you don't get just to say whatever you want to. You, uh, I didn't kind of have an outlet for stuff, so I, I went to the arts. So I've been you know, dancing since I was you know six. Um, I've been singing since I was young too. But dancing and singing typically are like, a transmission of what someone else is doing. So I, you know, when you're not a songwriter, you're singing what someone else has written. Yeah. When you're dancing, for the most part, back then I was taking classes. I was doing whatever the choreography was, was uh, uh, giving us that day. Now songwriting came to me, and I remember as young as being in fifth grade, and I think I still have some books from sixth grade, mm. of me being so frustrated and sad that I just had to write it down. So poetry, 
and songwriting became a thing because I was already a singer. And so fast forwarding, that sixth grade is around the time, sixth, seventh grade is 2001, 2002. And there was a show that came out that I really fell in love with. And this is where songwriting took, took form for me most. In 2003 into 2004, I got heavily into American Idol. Okay, yeah. So that's when I like, you know, in my household, we heard a lot of gospel artists. So occasionally my mom loves, um, she loves Whitney Houston and she loves Patti LaBelle. So you would occasionally hear some Whitney Houston and Patti LaBelle. And then here and there, you might hear a couple of reggae songs, you know, um, or some soca songs, Caribbean background. Um, but in the household, you know, on the streets, they can't, you know, back then that's a Walkman. If I have my own headphones and my Walkman, I can listen to the radio. So I heard hip hop and, and R&B, but in the household, I didn't really hear too much. But this was the first time in my household that um, I was really hearing um, new songs. So that's when I really dived into Luther Vandross mm. and Stevie Wonder. And I actually listened to a plethora or like a, a full catalog of Winnie Houston. Every week they were doing different people. Then they would have a 70s week. And I'm like, wait. Different eras have these different sounds that, like, I don't have now. Mm. And we're moving away from those those sounds. And so I kind of really dived into songwriting. And when I moved, I moved to Florida in 20, uh, 2005. And when I moved to Florida, I really felt a lot, very isolated. And because of that reason, songwriting took its, like, full form of my life. Mm. So what was the inspiration behind that one that we just heard, Warm? Oh, so Warm, um, so 2016 was the second time I had gone to L.A. Went to Los Angeles try to do my thing. I was there two years before that in 2014. I'm like, I'm going to come back. I had met millions of people on the internet, not really millions, but a lot of people on the internet. Yeah. And they're like, let's work, let's work, let's work. I get to LA and LA has this, this funny thing. And not necessarily like the like the actual like Californians, but Los Angeles to the north where the valley's at is, is really full of people who are not from Los Angeles. Mm. And so that's the industry for the most part. And so that area, it has a lot of people who say they're going to do things and don't. So I went out there for a month and like legit was like, stranded on Hollywood Boulevard, like all the sessions that were that I had were canceled because I was just some no name person from Boston. Mm. So I moved I went back to Boston at the end of um July into August. I'm downtown Boston and um I was with my best friend, shout out to Junior. That's my best friend. Um and Junior and I were walking and he had this amazing time because he was out there with this thing called Monsters of Hip Hop. Mm. And so every day he's coming back to where we were staying saying, I, I danced with this person's choreographer, I met this person's choreographer, these top people, Missy Elliott, Chris Brown. And he's like, Did you get into the studio? And so for like a month straight, like I didn't get to the studio. Back in Boston, we're talking about our experience from like a few weeks prior to that and I like I like break down, I cry. He's like, Yo, bro, you can either be sad about it or figure it out and into September, I think I wrote Warm. I was just going through like a lot of different uh, feelings and long story short, like I was like, how can someone make you feel so good without it, like without it being any, like how could someone make, like how could this feel so warm? Like mm. literally I was questioning myself, like what does it mean to love and how could this feel so warm? And my brother had just made a beat and I was in my room and I was just like, you know what? Shout out to G Weeks, my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Little brother, shout out to G Weeks. Um, and he, he um, I used to just bug him for the beats, and I was really in my feelings. And I don't know if he remembers this. He just gave me the beat. Like, he, there was no back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I was in my room like, What does it mean to love? And how could this feel so warm? So that's where that came about. And then I wrote, out, you know, I drew the picture, crooked picture frames, wilted roses, oh, nice. stained glass window panes, it hurts in the wheel better, a club half empty shame. Pour it up with, so it was all these negative things like a cricket window pane, wilted roses. They're all they all show the signs of like the end of 
of love. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that feels makes me feel warm. You okay. know, that makes me feel warm. Yeah. And such a beautiful song. And you had on the start end this gone uh, show down in at Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. Shout out to the Loop. Shout out to the Loop, and that went really well, along with uh, some of the other performers that were performing down there. De- Dello, yeah. Um, Jay Lotus, um, uh, Rumsey. Shout out to Rumsey, um, Keems. Um, am I missing anybody? Dello, Lotus, Rooms, Kimson, then myself, yeah. Yourself, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was five on the bill. It was amazing. And they will be playing. Where are you playing this this week? So this week we are playing at Hidden Views down near Seven Sisters. So if you're in the London area, please come through. Um, once you see stuff on socials, you'll see all the information. But please come through. It's at 8 o'clock. Come through. It's going to be a really fun show, big show, a lot of energy. So I'd love to see you guys there. Awesome. So we're going to play another track. What one would you like us to play? Um, let's play, let's play Dance Like Fire. There was a very special producer who produced that. Okay, we're going to see y'all in five. Big big tune. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that track? Let's talk about it. So, yeah. back in 2019, this young man mm-hmm. named Ems reached out to me 
it was my first time. I don't know how he found me. I had just left London and went up, uh, for those who don't know, because there'd be a lot of American people. There's a city, so London is a, the capital, but there's another major city to the north, maybe four or five hours drive, called Manchester. So I left London and went to Manchester, and this dude named Ems found me on, um, on Instagram. He's like, yo, I just saw that you may have been in London, um, and you're a dope artist. Can we get together and work? And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I just left London to come back to Manchester, but like we can definitely sort something out. At that time, I had no prospects of coming back. I ended up doing booking my first tour in Europe, and so I ended up coming back and had this extremely gnarly situation with the time I came back. Horrible time. It was like I came back to London, but the person who had brought me to the UK, some stuff had fallen through. I was just here struggling for 11 days. Mm. And so it, within that time, I'm like, you know what? Let me just make the best of it. So between the time I had come back um, in my first initial time being here, I met Ems and his brother, Jay. And so um, we started to do music and, and whatnot. And so at that point, I came here. And Jay, um, shout out to Janesh, he had a beat. Um, and he had somebody to be on it, his cousin. But at that time, um, he wasn't sure where the beat was going to go. And so I left it alone because I'm like, I love this beat, but I, I don't want to be mean. And so some, some months later... I had him to send me the beat again, and um, I was just in the basement with my younger brother because we had a studio down there before he moved to Atlanta, and um, I played the song, and all I could hear was, um, the leaves they fall at night, and you might leave my side, you may, because change is bound to come, and bring what no man wants, because no one wants hurt. And I was just thinking about... Um, like change is like the, the 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 scariest thing, but it's the only thing that keeps us going. Mm. And so, um, I thought about like how fire moves, and I thought about how like, right, but however however terrible and however horrible fire may be, when it's there, it's consistent, mm. and when it goes out, we need it, and it's gone. So, um, so there's three things. The first thing is that we have that fire itself. It, it fire is never still. It, sh- it dances, it shakes, mm, but it's moves, there. Doesn't it? Yeah. it moves. And then in the Caribbean, we have the saying, um, like, dance dance like fire, shut up now your bones. Okay. So then there's that. And then my grandmother, um, mm. and it's funny because at the time I wasn't even talking to her, but like I was thinking about her and she used to do the specific dance. And if you watch the video, because there's a video out on YouTube, if you watch the video, I do the dance underneath the pier. So we shot that video in California. Um, which is like in America is like my second home in Los Angeles. We great shot, video, really uh, great thank video. You, thank you. That was yeah. when I was a bit bigger. So guys, when you that see it, it's, it's definitely me. <laughs> um, and so um, I do her. I do the dance that she used to do in church. Mm. Um, and so that's where Dance Life High came about. It was a wonderful collaboration with now my new family, Jay and Ems, and we're here. Yes. <laughs> with, yeah. the, with, with the John Baptiste, um, but like, but also like Jay's that song. He's really good at picking the right sounds. There are producers who highlight in different things. He likes the sounds are a wonderful like collaboration within themselves. So it makes it easier. And there's enough space for a songwriter to come in and say something like, I want to dance like fire a million mm, times. Yeah. For people to be touched by that too. And that went down a treat on Saturday night. That dance that, that everyone was dancing like fire. Literally. <laughs> right. They had me sing it twice. <laughs> exactly. The, the, and you know, this is the whole energy I think of this tour, the start of this tour that you're doing here in the UK. And you said you'll be up in Manchester next week, isn't it? Manchester on Thursday in two days. Thursday, so you'll be up in Manchester in two days. And it's wonderful to have you. So thank you so much for coming in and spending time with us, you know, Elaine. Thank you for having me. So 
where do you see your musical career in 10 years? And so my goal is funny. My goal was never to actually be the singer. Mm. I just could sing. I think when songwriting and poetry became a thing, because I also have a poetry company that is ex- like completely separate from my singing and songwriting. I love the art of writing. There's mm. something about like getting translating. It's, I think it's magical. The fact that I can close my mouth and still say things in my head is is it's one type of magic. But when I see those words on paper and it takes form, it's in the real world. And now my imagination now exists with your imagination and we're not imagining things. It's beautiful, it's, isn't it's, it? Exactly. It's, like yeah. it's, it's a magnificent, marvelous, it's literally a marvelous thing. And so yeah. um, I want to get, like, if I were to ever get a Grammy, I don't want it to be for, like, best single or anything. But if it is, God is good. I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> but I want it, like, songwriting is where I want to be. So obviously I want to get all the stuff off my chest, my personal stories. And I'll say it here first, the first time I'm publicly saying it, I'm actually working on an album. My first actual album. I have EPs, I have lots of singles, I have songs that do a lot of different numbers on YouTube, but I'm actually working on my first album. And and I think I want to just home in on songwriting. I think I've done enough of the, um, like the Neil Soul stuff. I I love Neil Soul and I've been there and I've done that. And I've I've leaned too far that way and then I've done a few pop pop things and I've leaned too far that way. Now Mm -hmm. I just want to be... Isaac. So you. if I do have a couple of new yeah. so I do have a couple of that. But this next project I'm working on, um, it's already been over a year that I've been working on it. I feel like you've just said the album name. Now I want to be Isaac. Something around that kind of. Uh, well, actually, I'll tell you the album lovely. name. The album name is called Am I a Man? And I actually oh, was commissioned by the city okay. of Boston. I received a um a grant to work on this album oh, last wow. year. And so um, you know, in this on the album, uh, I can tell the story later. But the the name the name of the album is called uh. The name of the main song of the album is called Am I a Man? And yeah. so I'm asking myself, like, the chorus is, Am I a man if I'm broken? Breathe and keep breathing. Will mm-hmm. I be the same when it's over? And so I'm just asking these questions. And so I had to figure out how to answer them. And so each of those other songs kind of answer that initial question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to make more music like that. Like, it's a good to have people, you know, have fun and dance and so, but it's more important to have people feel. So even Dance Like Fire, like, yes, we're dancing, but like, Change is about to come yes. and, and bring what no man wants. No one wants hurt and no one wants pain. And we, well, that's what we all live towards, a peaceful world, isn't it? You Absolutely. Know? So last song, one more song. What one would you like to choose? Oh, we can talk two? about I See You. I See You? Yeah, let's all talk right, about then. I See You. We're going to play you this a snippet of this one and come straight back. So keep listening, beautiful people. We'll see you in five. There's something in your eyes I You are my love, my love, my love. Yes, I lost a friend. There's something in your eyes I feel. You are my light at night. What are you doing to me? I see. See you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you in me. Nice one. So tell us a little bit about this one and then also where we can find you, Elay. Sounds good. So um so this last song, during the quarantine, a lot of people, you know, were taking a break. But I actually did um I was like, you know what, here's some free time. I'm gonna do a lot of features. So I actually did over eighty features um from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. And so I'm on this website that kind of connects um, musicians with one another. So say you're a producer, you need a songwriter, vice versa. You guys can go on this portal and you can find, you know, I had used this, uh, this website for a few years Ooh. and um, somebody reached out to me from Colombia and shout out to Ryoker um, from Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. That's my homie. Chato sabe. And, um, and so he reached out to me and initially he just wanted me to songwrite for a different um, top um, Colombian artist. Ooh. And so I did that. But what I don't think he understood was that I was also the singer on my own tracks because a lot of songwriters don't sing and yeah. a lot of singers don't songwrite. So when I uh, I did the track for him and I demoed out the vocals, he's like, wait, are these your vocals? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, can we rearrange something as opposed to you <laughs> writing for these other people? Can yeah. I work with you on a song with you as the artist? And so we did that. And so it's an EDM track, you guys. So, you know, if I really am a soul singer. Um, even though I do a lot more pop sounding music, my vocals are very churchy. But that sounds that the, the combination was beautiful on that one. It's it's you he know, saw it. and the drop. I love the drop in it as well. You know, it's it's yeah. And who says that we can't cross boundaries? Right. Who says we can't cross the barriers that are? Why do we have to just stick into one genre when we, in fact, we can go full across the board, isn't it? Right. So Ile, tell us your tags where people can find you. And where you'll be playing Saturday. All right. So if you want to find me on, you know, the biggest social to find me on um, is Instagram. So it's at official Ele, at official E-L-A-E, E-L-A-E, official E-L-A-E. And um, in YouTube. So this last song, the last two songs we listened to, they both have videos. Um, shout out to the videos themselves because Dance Like Fire is at 32,000 32, views. Mm. And um, I See You is at 200,000, over 200, I think it's 209,000 views wow. now. So um, you can type in Ela Weeks, you'll find all of that in official Ela on Instagram. Um, if you want to see me, act nonsensical on Twitter. Um, Eliezer W, E-L-E-A-Z-E-R-W is where you can find me where sometimes I just give random updates. Um, but that's where you guys can find me. And we're playing at Hidden Views. Hidden views this Saturday at eight o'clock, please. If you're in London, I don't care if you're in Birmingham, I don't care if you're in Bristol, Brighton, I don't care if you're in Manchester, Liverpool. Drive down for the show. Um, it's gonna be myself along with Jay Lotus, and we have two other people performing, Rumsey and we have Squints. So shout out to them, man. Um, they're gonna come through, bless the stage. We're gonna have some um DJing as well. Um, come to the show. It's a very low fee. Um, if you wanna come um to come uh and you want more information, find me official Ile, and I can send you the flyer. Any questions, we can sort that out. Wonderful, and you it will be one not to be missed, beautiful people, because the ones on Saturday. Awesome show, so good. We we had so much fun down there, and you had a great DJ afterwards as well, didn't you? We did, we did. Which was um amazing. It was a really great night, and this one again is local to North North Sides, where it's um, Seven Sisters. So big up North Side. You know North Sides, but we, we I don't know. We we can all come together. It doesn't Absolutely. matter where we are because music is something that brings everybody together. 
So we'll see you all probably down there on Saturday night, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in tonight, Elaine. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. It's been wonderful. And we'll see you all again in Five Beautiful People. This is the station with all your music in one place. I'm with both 777. And I'm naturally Lily. Join us for the Let's Talk Drive Time Show. Every Tuesday evening between 6 and 8 p.m. We discuss fun facts, the word of the day, and current events. Join in the conversation. See you in the chat room. Domination Promotions and All Flavors Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style. Come and party on board the permanently moored Teresa Joanne, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 QNJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Mosty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavours radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavours, DJ Laro and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, Afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. Get your 20 pounds tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk We ready to party again Are you? Join the pink frilly tutus Join the walkers, the joggers the runners, join the people remembering friends, family, loved ones Join the kids, the mothers, the grannies Join those who are living with cancer Join those who have beaten it Join the most fantastic day Join the 5 and 10k events making a difference in the fight to beat cancer Join the girls this summer at Tesco and Cancer Research UK's Race for Life. Join now. Find an event near you at raceforlife.org. Hi, I'm Eric, 30, looking for a girlfriend. I've got a good job, keep fit, have a mental health problem. Laid back, but... I know, you lost interest after I said mental health problem. You're not alone. When I put this dating ad online, I received 81% less interest than the exact same ad two weeks before. The only difference? Back then, I didn't mention my mental health problem. It's the assumptions you make about people with mental health problems that hurt the most. To see Eric's story, search online for time to change. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. DJ Laro, you can catch Laro from 8 till 10 tonight. As well as RT Francis from 10 till 12. Send big love to you, Joy McKay. Barbara, how are you today? I'm not forgetting Mark Philogene. Great stuff last night, Mark. Hope you're feeling well. Five seven three. Canary yellow seven. Nice on display, my nigga. Yes, 
713 from Dusseldorf. And guest 892. Winner. Lick you like a lizard when I'm slizzard or sober. Six million ways to fold you. Like Noah's, I get tools of use and you get pretty cheap. But I call your ass from Aiden. I know you'll be there for me, girl. Give it a big shout out to Arabella. Don't you think I'm so sexy? Chanel Taylor. So fresh and so clean, clean. John John. Don't miss me. I'm just so Naturally Lily. Jayla Janae. And Jawayne, JJJ. Get to running off at their mouth and telling me everything that's on your nasty mind. So, Marjak and Anisha. Nutrition, the need of vitamin D and Tai Tai. Isa and Anaya. Love who you ain't. You're so and frank. Let's hit the attic to hide out for about two weeks. Rick chains and no chains and whips. I do some lips to hips jerk and double time the boy next door the freak. Give me a big shout out to Nambi. Great speaking to you earlier on. So fresh and so clean, clean. Forgetting a remora um, Anthony Everest. He should be in the studio next week. You will hear the sounds of Outcast. The sky is falling, ain't no need to panic. I got a stick and won't jump automatic. Compatible, created in the attic. We are the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. We kind of went stateside with the music tonight. I think these guys were from the noughties, was it? Outcasts from the noughties. Sounds about cast and fresh and clean. How are you guys doing out there? How are you doing? So we were asking a question at the top of the hour. Is it okay to say the N-word? Because we did hear it in a track tonight, which, um, oops, I did play it. And um, yeah, it came up in the track, not thinking about it really, but it's there present the n-word what are your thoughts do you think it's all right to use it what would you say well i, I just i just think <laughs> it's it's part of the vocabulary now it's it, because it's it's present in no in the sense that um it's part of the street culture mm. in that sense so that it's out there now but i remember the the word having very poor connotations because obviously growing up when you look at the some of the material books films music mm. um it was always used in a derogatory term yeah from what i remember um but it's strange because now it's been used in a different way it's used as part of comedy now it's part of sitcoms now it's part of programs which reflect life so therefore it's used yeah deemed to be used in a proper way because it's reflecting a culture so it depends on 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 your view really i i think i think um because it's strange because if we use it 
we're kind of sometimes we're not we're not comfortable with it depending on how we use it but if other cultures use it it's not right so yeah. so i it's it's i i it's it's hard to know whether it should be used coming from today's in today's world mm. it's very difficult to see how it's how it can stop being used right because it's it's now ingrained in a culture. Out not there. not necessarily in this country though. It's, I think it's more of an American yeah. thing. What would you say, Elaine? Well, yeah. So um, I have such a <laughs> di- different opinion than most of my cohorts. So um, yeah. So that word, um, just some some for people who don't know me. My background. I'm born and raised in America, but my family's from the Caribbean. So I have mm. like a. There's already three things there being American, being African American, and then being Caribbean, which is, and then there's Caribbean American, which is its own kind of a uh, title there and own experience. But for me, um, I don't use that word personally. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm, so that word is usually used. Um, it's, it's a, they call it urban. It's just black speech. So urban. And I live in the, so I live, I'm from Boston, from Dorchester. Anyone who knows Boston, I still live in the hood. That's what we call the hood. I'll hear y'all call it the ends. I live in the hood. And um and so that word is used often. You know, my mom was raised in America, and I'm pretty sure when she was younger, she used that word too. It's it's a commonly used word, but I don't use that word mm. personally because words are really big for me. So I instead of greeting somebody um, with that word, I greet them with bro, friend, king. Um, mm. And there's a lot of there's an array of words that we use now. Going back in history, that word for where I come from does have a deeply ingrained history, and it is still used by the same, by the same people yeah. when they want to in a pejorative way. So my my big issue with uh, with my people, people who are my age and who are black and brown, um, from more Afrocentric country, uh, well, from Afrocentric Afro countries rather, sorry, is that we we have this crazy desire to wield the word the way that we want to right we want to dictate how dictate how people can use speech and for the most part like there are safe spaces in america so no one no it's not an acceptable thing almost no faction even in the south for someone pu- come publicly to be like yeah you with the hard er but because we are the biggest influence whether it be jazz blues soul rock mm. you know uh, hip-hop r&b now, with our influence, and we've you we've taken the term, or some people say we've taken it and turned it into endearment. Some people says it's become a part of us, and we can't shake it off. Mm. Either way, we put it, we've taken it and we've put placed it within our art, within our culture, and our art in our culture is the biggest art and the biggest culture. And I don't care what anyone says, from K-pop being originally American pop, or what what now people call rap and grime, well, grime coming from hip hop. These movements, jazz, blues, we can't get rid of it. You can go to the, the Polynesian Islands and they're singing reggae. That's all Western. That's where slavery really was concentrated. It's hard to shake it off from pop culture. So now here's this thing that was, okay, we're all in a room. Say I'm African-American. Now you guys are Jamaican and Dominican. You guys come. We share that same experience. So mm-hmm. I say it being this my culture. You say it. Now we're all black. We're all, we can all use the N-word with each other. But I even have an issue with that because in college I made a lot of friends from West Africa, okay. and they have a word, um, they have a word to describe African Americans. What word is that? Do you so, remember? so my West African friends, and so some of my friends from Cameroon, from Nigeria, from Ghana, and from uh, from from Sierra Leone, they use the word akata, and I I would hear the word sometimes, but I would never know exactly what it meant. But apparently, some people say that some different cultures say different things, but it means wild cat. Okay. And, but the word akata is used for Americans, black Americans. Ooh, so in, in, a, in a pejorative way, like, 
like for example, if your son's gonna get married to a woman, ah, you come, you get married to Zakata. Okay, so it's even a, a bit like a tabab or mzungu, like mzungu, like you know, it's just mzungu. similar to that. Yeah. With Akata, however, the same people who would say Akata would be like, "What's good, my nigga?" Okay. And it's like, wait, <laughs> you acknowledge me being black, right? And you being black so much so that we can share this thing that's in my culture and that we're on the same plane. But, but still when you want way. to, yeah. and I do something that frustrates you, you can separate yourself, and now we're no longer the same, right? The reason why we can say that word, we're no longer the same. Mm. And now, I'm a Qatar, mm. and you are West African, you are prestigious, you know where you come from. And and that was insulting to me once because West Africans make a lot of exceptions for Caribbean people. Oh, this, you're different from Americans. Mm. And so one time they had to call someone a kata in front of me. I was like, did you just call that person a kata? Oh, and one of my nicknames is Izzy. Oh, Izzy, you're different. You're different. You're Caribbean. But we're not different. We're all the same when we think about it. You see it, what I'm saying? It? So this word is just really trivial. Yeah, it's, really... it's trivial, but it's how the perception. So we've had three different points of view on, well, I've not really given my point of view in regards to the N-word. Don't particularly use it. Do I like to hear it? Well... I just, when I hear it, I just see, you know, the the old slave masters or the ones that used to crack the whip using that word derogatory, derogatorily, okay? But in this sense, the reason why we asked that question was because uh, it was over a mum's fury of governors backing a teacher complaining that um, there was this racist in- incident in class and that the teacher said that there's not a problem because she... Again, going back to what we spoke of earlier, the stereotypes of the hood, the stereotypes of how they see us as black people, top boy, we spoke about those things, yeah? What the, the teacher actually says, she says she's not wasn't a black woman. She said the use of the N-word was okay because black people played up to the stereotypes of thugs and criminals. And this was coming from someone in education that said this to the student, Ooh. okay? Mm. So she said it's fine. Because that's that. This is how they see us. Well, obviously, this is how this teacher saw sees us as people, um, stereo- thugs and criminals, and that word, the N word, is associated quite highly with that. You spoke about it there in music. It's a pop culture that people use it, but it's a lot of the rappers that will use it because someone that is quite cultured. I don't think you'll hear someone like Lala Hathaway using the n-word in her music her music yeah yeah it's a bit like swearing it's the same same thing is swearing conducive in music well me personally i don't particularly use it other people do and that's that's the whole point of it from my my kind of mm. angle and from what was said here by that teacher and how they see us it's interesting because <clears throat> the teacher mm. clearly made a statement there about stereotypical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her stereotypical view is coming from somewhere. Mm. So obviously she's possibly encountered things whether it's within reader material, TV, cinema, that's given her a perception that what she's seeing is stereotypical of mm. black people. Yeah. Um and that and that's the issue. The the word the word, the N word has become stereotypical mm. simply because it's been used so much and it's been used in in areas that that fashion people's thinking. We're talking about like we said music, um, entertainment. Mm. Even on Netflix, Cat Williams has uh, 
sellout shows in America, and he uses the word all the time. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So it's it's it's, it's, it's becoming normal. The stereotypical well, view of some people, because it's been it's used, it's become normalized. It's a part of. See, and I just want to add to this conversation just so yeah. you can see another element. Yeah. Because this word is foreign with black people here in in the UK, mm. when someone uses it here, you know it's a bit forced. Yeah. Because you guys have other words that you guys use for bro and friend and such. Mm. In America, um, it's part of what we call African American vernacular. Some people call it ebonics. So. Which is goes back to what I was initially saying that there's a necessary time that you do need to use certain words. Like I'll speak in a, a more scholarly way in many settings, but the the, the code switching in that in in where I come from in the sections of America that I that I'm in, they're necessary to make sure that you can get through certain circumstances. So I can't sound book smart in certain areas, even where I come from. Ooh. And so when even grown adults, parents who pastors and people in politics. This word is part of that setting. When they go back home, they're using this word. Yeah. I made a personal stance to not use that word. But that word for me is not necessarily doesn't show signs of. And it's weird, right? Because when you're in the household and you have uncles and family and it's like, yeah, we, you hear that word slung around. And it's, and it's funny it's because we this is a part of our culture, just as much as African-Americans eat ham hocks and baked macaroni and cheese and yeah. biscuits. And we love soul food and we, you know, we're listening to soul music. This word is, to be honest, on a very very similar level to that. So it doesn't really burn your ears when you hear it in the settings when you're in the in the hood or yeah. at home in the family setting. But when you walk into the when we leave that setting and we walk into like the the general setting, it's kind of like, bro, don't we not in that kind of so, you know so what I'm saying? It's a bit um, unbalanced, really. A bit like the workaholic, isn't it? Like mm. you right. use it all in boondocks. Uh, when I think of the boondocks, the way mm. that uncle is it Uncle Joe? Uncle Ru- Uncle Ruckus. Uh, uncle Ruckus. Is it Uncle Ruckus? The way that he uses that all the time, but it's <laughs> it's in the, an American kind of setting, and it's true because when when I've I've gone into Facebook here and asked the asked uh, everyone on there, is it okay to use the M word? That we had a resounding no from the majority, the majority was a no, but then like you said, because it's something that we're not accustomed to something that we don't particularly use, then it, it is going to be quite foreign to us. Whereas you've explained it quite well to us. It's, I'm glad that we've used mm. this and you was actually here to, <laughs> to explain, explain it a bit deeper on the level that you come from because um, yeah, but resounding no. Keith M. Jackson says, no, not with me. It isn't. Um, Aree Morham says it depends who to, where, when, who from contextual. So he highlighted exactly uh, what you said there. Um, Cliff says no. Gary says nope. You know, and then someone's come with a gif and slapped me around the face and said no, never cuz. So you can see the the context here in the UK. And I'm glad for that. You know, yeah. I was actually called that by somebody on this app that I'm on. And it was an, it was a guy who you guys refer to them as Asians out here, which is mm. funny because in America we refer to South like East Asians as Asians, so people from Vietnam, China. Mm. But he's um, I think he was um, Indian, but he was a he was Indian but born in Jamaica, which this is where it becomes tricky. Mm. He used that word because he was angry or he was jealous of me, but because he was born in Jamaica, the rest of everyone's like, well, he was born in Jamaica, so can he not say that? And I'm like, did you just not? see that this person who was not of African descent just used a pejorative word to, to bring down people of African African descent and rationalize it because he wasn't a white Englishman. Mm. Because that's also a thing. Inter, interracial doesn't only mean like 
white versus black. It also means like it's other cultures it's, against exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and the thing is, as um, Arim Oram says, it is contextual. Absolutely, it is the context, and you just you give a, you just gave us a context that when all the family get together, everyone's comfortable with each other, and you know that Uncle Ruckus is going to that's how he's going to behave. That's how the word he's going to use, and no one takes offense at it. Whereas, like you said, when you come outside of that, that it come becomes quite offensive. It's okay to use it in pop culture, but then outside of that, you know, like the B word for ladies these days. Yeah, well, like uh, that's, the, that's I don't the next use one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, ladies will say it between each other, and it's like, girl, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's, that's that, that's and, and and you cannot even know a lady, but if you hear she speaks a certain way, you can refer to her as that. Like, yeah. that look good on you, and use that word, but don't let a lady you don't know call you that. Wait, hold mm. on, we're not that cool, and also mm. don't let a guy call you yeah. that at all because then, then it's on a pop and so this is why I'm a words guy and I watch what I say for the most part I try yeah and because yeah. um, it gets weird it gets difficult and it's quite funny here in this country that we don't use that that word either oh no if we're with our girlfriends we would we would never use oh, use that terminology <laughs> okay no but it this. just goes to show that um what what we think what we perceive has been said or not said mm. in in other cultures it's seen differently mm. and that's why this teacher here talked about stereotypical and she associated it's interesting she associated that words with criminals and thugs yeah so it's the it's like it's been said already it's the context but it goes to show that how one word shows people's understanding of a culture Mm. Well, Bella Ara, she highlights words used by persons simply show what it is in their heads mm. or hearts, how influenced a person is by popular culture that is not necessarily beneficial to themselves. Persons want to be in, be in, sound or look cool, but really it's copying and accepting views of others about self simply, simply sad. Mm. So is it, mm. you know, again, Bella Ara mm. said it is a, something influenced by pop culture Mm. that it's beneficial to the individual. And like the stereotype, I guess why the teacher said that is because it's used by people that are in that way. The the rappers, the stereotype is that they're thugs and Mm. gangsters anyway as well, right? But she's like, like Ile said, she, I don't think she understands the context Mm. of the word. Yeah, yeah. We can use a word as Ile's quite he said he's mm. given great examples but it's understand the context yeah. of the word that you're using mm. and i think we fail in this country to sometimes understand the context Ile's explained it very well it because he comes from a culture where it's used quite it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's regular. i don't like the word mm, i actually no. personally don't like yeah. the word but my, my friend who's <clears throat> who comes from the same background mm. sees me on the street yo that's my dog mm. that's my dog that's my Mm. I understand that they're giving me the highest form of praise when they're talking to this random person that we don't know. So when they mm. refer to me, they go, this one, this is my. Yeah. Mm. So in that context, like I'm understanding like, yo, this person loves me. They're mm. showing love. They want everybody to know. But yo, I could, that same person who's my friend, like, yo, that's Izzy. Yo, F that. Mm. So it just really like, and, it, and you have to speak the language. Like, and just because we're all black, mm. if we don't come from the same place, doesn't mean... Angela Rye says, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Yeah. Everyone who's mm. the same color ain't your family. So yeah. you have to know and speak the language. And there's a different language going on everywhere. Mm. And that's why we that's have the is. word of the day, everybody. <laughs> like, you know, today it was um, cantankerous. 
that was the word of the day and it's true and we always give it to you in its context just mm. to have that understanding of what the the word is we know that the n-word uh the origins comes from negro isn't it is mm. for meaning yes. black black okay and that again someone said that in the facebook that that too is a word that doesn't apply to us because we're not black right yeah he said quite clearly we're brown people mm. so it's just assigning labels it's funny i've done a youtube a while ago speaking about do we take labels that they assign to us things such as oh you've got a mental health or oh you've got this wrong with you or oh and then we carry that throughout our lives do we have mm. to have these labels or we can quite easily shake these labels yeah. off and not and not own the things that people actually say and and that's what we're talking about yeah. like we said it's some some words are 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 sticking mm. with a culture because of the stereotypical way we that culture is seen it's it, you know what I mean like kids wearing like for example wearing low cut trousers hoodies mm. big puffer jackets it's a culture that people see but they don't associate with anything positive it's yeah. it's the perception they see and they perceive a bit like the young boy that they arrested because it was warm outside <clears throat> and he had a puffer jacket on he might have been cold it was not warm enough for you know all these kind of things so yeah, that's what I'm saying. yeah and that's what it is and that and that's why that just going back to harping back to the example that's that word stereotypical she used it and mm. a lot of people use stere that word stereotypical to justify what they see yeah because they don't really truly understand the connotation of a word that's being used yeah so they right. have to label it they have to label it Lennox Bradshaw says what I find ridiculous about the word is some try to change the spelling apparently to make it cool but when any other race call a black man the n-word spelling is not considered in my group of 63k it's totally banned fck the spelling okay so they can't say it at all and um, because it's true he says when and you said that as well Hile, when you come outside of that house you need to know if someone calls it someone calls you that word and they're not within the circle of people that you know. You can't, it's quite offensive. So in, and this person's in that from sense, the UK, right? Yes. Mm. So yes. I want to I want to draw a parallel <clears throat> where how language is different from <clears throat> people who are the same skin color. We come <clears throat> same background: Caribbean, English, Caribbean American. Yeah. The way that you guys use the word "man" here, right? <clears throat> it's never used how it is in America. If I said, "Don't chat to man like that." I could never in America use man as first first person singular. Now, I do it because I'm Caribbean and I'm in the UK every three mm -hmm. seconds. So, mm -hmm. like, I'm in Tottenham. I know how it's being used. Mm -hmm. But just a word, it's not a bad word, but it's a word that's used like, oh, like, them man, or like, you man. Like, that word man is used in so many different ways, but if you don't speak the language, you don't even know if I've said, yo, man, yo, um, man was vexed yesterday still, bro. <laughs> if I'm from America, you don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about myself. Or, <laughs> yo, Yo, saw a big man there yesterday. Man walked up to me, but man meant me. But that's a language that you guys have forged yes, here. Yes, and yes. that's a language that in America, we don't know. So it just happens to be a word that would, that came out of slavery that, again, that personally, I don't like. Mm -hmm. And it is changing its connotation. I don't think it'll change in its denotation, though. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that at that same time, in that same right, um, that, again, people who are not from that era, because I'm from... America in these inner cities. I'm from not too far from where Bobby Brown's from. If y'all know Bobby Brown, okay, yeah. literally he's from Roxbury from Dorchester. That's Boston. My mom used to live in them same project. So, mm -hmm. so I understand both contexts and I don't think 
I don't I don't think that I like it, and I I would wish for us to find different words to use, but I understand its importance. Mm. Um, in in one of my cultures, that being the African American culture, yeah. Um, there are certain things that we do that are not necessarily advancing or progressive, but are part of the way that we communicate love and affection and anger too. Mm. So, but is that because again, uh, it's the demographic? It's it's how you brought up, like you said, it's you use it in the hood, but outside of that, if you was in a say a to know a university setting or something, would they generally use it? Well, not in a classroom, but will your university, would your black university professor who knows that? But see, here's here's the language. If I come up to you and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Mm. We both might you might be from Chicago, I might mm-hmm. be from Boston, both from the hood, but we both decide that we want e- e- to approach each other with properness. Hey, what's going on? The moment I hear you pick up your phone and you speak to your brother, hey, what's goody? Nah, I'm chilling, bro. What's popping with you, though? <laughs> I now know you speak the language. There are certain people, again, all skin folk and kin folk. Mm-hmm. So you come from the mm-hmm. suburbs. We don't... It might be someone who's Latino from the hood. Mm-hmm. But we can do that. Mm-hmm. And again, you might be black, which means you can use the word, but you're still a bit off. It's kind of like Halton Banks from... from um, where he and Will are black, their family, all that, but they don't. He, Carlton doesn't speak the language. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of like one of those things that you have to have. So uh, the rest of the world really doesn't speak the language. There are things happening in America and crazy ways that people who are not in America are, are not experiencing. So mm. the N word, obviously, I get it. So I'm never mad when people make their assertions about it because mm. I don't like it personally. I actually agree with almost all these rich people. Yeah, mm. NX the word, but I also understand how integral. It is like their grandmothers who say this it's word to each other. It's, that's just some people express yeah, their love. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a cultural thing. But just to finish, just to, one more thing. See, this, the teacher, going back to the teacher mm. and the stereotypical way she saw it, that's lack of education. So I think if if black culture yeah. was taught more in schools, I think a lot of the misconceptions that yeah. some of these people have would dissipate. Definitely, definitely, and it would hopefully it would change. But whether that word, that N word, is going away anytime soon, no, it's no. not looking no, very no, no, likely. No, 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 it's, 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 it's ingrained. It's ingrained now. But once we understand the context of it and how it's that's used, the point. that's the difference. That is the difference. But yeah, it, it, the mother was alarmed. She was not happy about it, and we'll see. We'll watch this page and see how they move on with this. How they move on with the the whole situation. So. Wow, what an evening it's been. What an evening it's been. And it is actually almost quarter to seven. Oh, sorry, should I say quarter to eight <laughs> on the 5th of July? And we have DJ Laro following us tonight from eight till 10, as well as 80 Francis, and from 10 till 12. So the, the question, the question, if you had found out that you had a long lost brother, let me find it. I don't want to um, second guess it. So we're asking everyone what would you do if you found out you had a brother or sister you had never met what would you do well like like i said i had this mm. this scenario yesterday yeah it wasn't a brother and sister but it was part of my family that family. i had never met before mm. um so you're talking about like 30 30 40 years well 50 on 50 yeah yeah 50 yeah Okay, you've never met this. And I never met this side of the family, one or two, but not actually met them to talk to them and just to just to get an understanding mm. of who I was to them. So yesterday was the first time and it was a strange feeling. Wow. It was really strange. Wow. 
Wow. I don't know what I would do. I think I would like to think that I've met all my brothers and sisters. Uh. Although I think there's one sister that I've, I haven't met, but my dad has spoken of her. So, yeah, I guess. And do you always get on? That's the thing. That's, oh, I don't, I don't get on with some of my siblings that I was raised with. So I don't even know if that's, but, uh, but I, I would be, a, it would be a bittersweet moment. I'm really big on history. Mm. Um, and so I've gone back in my family tree to have, we got one side is 1803. We've gone back on the other side to 1893. And with that mm. being said, one of my cousins, and so it's a really convoluted family tree, similar to you. One of my mm. cousins, his father, we are not even fully sure why Long story short, the, the last names with the slavery, they were, the slaves were sold from one plantation to the other's plantation. His father kept one plantation name. The rest of the siblings have a different one. And we're not sure if he was a cousin that was adopted as a child or son. Anyways, he's family. And this cousin, his grandson, so it would be my grandfather's brother, that person's grandson. I actually, I'm into music. Obviously, you guys know this now. I was using Instagram and... He had randomly strolled past and found um, this nice song. So I, I DM'd the person like, yo, this song is dope. Like, da, da, da. When he sent me the link to his SoundCloud, it had his whole name in it. And it said Shinnery. I actually, in that moment, was already doing my family tree. And I said, Shinnery? I said, hey, bro, would you happen to be from um, Totola or Josephine Dyke, uh, the, the VI? He's like, well, I know my family's from um, the American Virgin Islands. I'm like, yeah, but do you know this person? And I said... Um, who would be his aunt, Suzette, just, no, no, I said Oswald. He said, Oswald, that's my grandfather. Wow. I said, Oswald Shinnery's your grandfather. I said, so would you know someone named Suzette? He's like, that's my aunt. (laughs) And so I met a cousin randomly just because I knew my history. And it was crazy because when I met him, I had contacted another one of my cousins who were were all equally cousins, distant in in relation, Mm -hmm. a close relation rather. And they walked down the street on either side of New York, it was Harlem. And they didn't walk together. And for me, that was crazy to me because I'm like, y'all are both from Harlem. I'm the one from Boston. Did they know each other though? They get to me, they both, we give each other hugs and I'm like, they're not really talking to them. I'm like, you guys, you guys know each other are cousins too. They're like, cousins? I'm like, and I explained to them the relations, which actually, they're much closer. Yeah. In, in family. And they're like, wait, what? And one, I don't remember which block, but one's like, yo, I grew up on this block. The other one's like, I grew up on this block. Wow. Just blocks away from each other. Family, blood relatives. And, and, and it's important. Um, because we have some land that was passed down in our family that we're just now four or five generations able to use mm. and cultivate, and it's all, and it's it's now ours, like it's in our name now, mm. and so that's why we, it's a bittersweet moment because there's legacy, mm. and there's like in in there are people out there who need each other and who know mm. who who are each other, but yeah. just haven't met each just other don't yet. Know. Yeah. And we we had a show a lot a little while ago about uh, it was siblings being married to each other. They didn't even know that they were siblings. And the importance of, I'd love to do that, to tra- trace the family tree. Mm-hmm. I know mum's been doing that with uh, cousins and stuff. So she's found, mm-hmm. she's even met other family members that she was unaware of um, mm-hmm. through online, through the mm-hmm. Zooms, throughout the COVID, mm-hmm. and was able mm-hmm. to meet new members of the family. And that's lovely. It's beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I did get some numbers yesterday, a mm-hmm. couple of photos. So I'll contact these individuals and just we'll find out what happens. And keep in touch. The yeah, hardest thing happens. is, I think, it's lovely that you said that you was able to meet up with your cousins. Mm. Uh, but keeping in touch. That's the biggest that's thing. The, that's, that's the biggest the thing. Oh, yeah, thing. I'll give you a call. And even with our friends these days, like everyone's just so busy um, to find the time. But 
I think it's really important to make the time, to find the time, and to, to connect, to connect with other people. Yeah, and what that's what I'm going to try and do. So I've mm. got I've got a few people, few of them to call. Uh, some of them, it will be the first time I would have spoken to them. Mm. So I'll just I'll, I'll see what happens. Maybe next time, maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll go back on. I'll be back on the radio and I'll kind of maybe possibly update people. See yeah, what happens. Yeah, that's good. That's good yeah. stuff. So a lot to we've spoken about a lot tonight. Wow. A lot tonight. Wow. And yeah, use of the N word, well that's still out there in the ether. We'll leave it out there yeah. to God. And that's true. whoever wants to use it, use it. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. That's 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 the, the conclusion yeah. you've got to come to with that one. Yeah, the work the workaholic checklist. The workaholic Are you a workaholic, please? Are you a workaholic? Should we just quickly go through that checklist again? Yeah, there's there's five, wasn't there? there five, five, five points. Five points of to whether you're workaholic because it is actually national. Yeah. Workaholic day, workaholic day. Yeah. So if if you've got a pen, yes, the workaholic workaholics have anxiety. That work is number one priority. They have no social life, won't admit the problem, and they're unhappy. So, if we fall within that category, it's about a reevaluation. I think, and just yeah, um, taking check. Do we take check of ourselves? That's one thing, isn't it? Do we take check of ourselves? Mot. Mot. Mot yourself. Mot. And um, I, I have a, I have an, an anagram for that, but I can't oh. think of what it is. Um, yeah, but it's a personal, it's a mental optimist, optimum thinking, mental optimum thinking, MOT. Do we take the time out to just reevaluate, to oh, reflect, and see how where we are in the in the streets of time? Because it is important that we do that. And we can be running, if you're, in the case of a workaholic, running on empty constantly, it just leads to burnout as well, doesn't it? So, right. yeah. So evaluation and reflection, so uh, they're important things. They are important things. Oh, who's the winner of the competition? Oh, let me just say, um, Sue, Suzanne was a winner. Andy Carlo was a winner. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, so you both won, won tickets to the Su- the Mary, Teresa, Teresa Suzanne boat party on the 16th of July. We're going to see everyone down there. It's going to be an amazing night. Come down and meet all the DJs. Um, tomorrow you can catch um, Darnell the Therapist from 9 to 11, as well as Charlie Muir from 7 till 9. And... Um, not forgetting, yeah, tickets are moving very quickly. As um, George was saying, Sunday tickets are moving swiftly. So grab your ticket before it's too late and you'll regret it. You will regret not coming down and spending that time with us. OK, so Ken, what's, what's in our book tonight? What's, what, what do we have? I'm still looking. You're still looking. We should really get, get something prepared. But sometimes we like to look for something in line with what we've been kind of speaking yeah, about. Yeah. And um yeah, don't not forgetting as well, um we're sending out condolences to Mona Hammond today who passed away. Uh Desmond's actress, amazing woman. She will be sorely missed. She, but I'm surprised that she was like ninety one, so she lived a good long full life, which is great. Right. Yeah. And we're also giving a shout out to Unity FM Global UK and Unity FM St. Lucia 90.5 that's streaming our uh, radio shows it's amazing 
So again, going out to the worldwide crew and doing some great things. Do you have any last words there, Ile? Anything you'd like to say? I love the radio show. Shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to people in Boston, LA, all over America. Those over here in the UK as well, down in the Caribbean who are listening. Um, Make sure you guys tune in every week. It's a lovely show. Thank you. Thank you. I've got one. All right, KJB, bring it, bring it. Okay, I'm going to bring it. This one is from uh, a man named Richard Nelson. Okay. Who's a playwright. Mm -hmm. And it reads... The light is not burning here, so I'm gonna try. So if, if if you take away ideology, mm-hmm. you're left with a case by case eth of ethics, which is which in practice ends up which in practice ends up as me first, me only, and in rampant greed. Mm. Mm. So an ide- ideology of just thinking of oneself, is that what it's it's highlighting? Well, if you take away an idea, basically, yeah. you're left with a case-by-case case of ethics. So you're left with just ethics. You don't have an idea, you just have an, a, a, the ethics of the idea. Right. Which is Which, in practice, ends up with a me first, me only, and rampant greed. I don't understand that. You don't I, understand that. It's saying that... Um, for, from what I'm understanding, that if you take away the ideas, because these are all things that were set in stone, that mm. are they're not ideas. It's, 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 not, it's not concrete. Mm. When you take away the things that we've made, meant to think that are normal, and we're left, and we try to make ethics, we try to formulate rules, our own, our own, our own rules. So it's mm. it's just everything is centered around how we feel, and and in in verse, we become the center of importance. And okay. so I guess it's, yeah, 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 we, yeah. We we then make up our own rules, mm. and therefore we will all make up the rules that will pertain to us and put ourselves first. Yeah, because we're looking to benefit ourselves because we don't have nothing to guide us. Mm. The idea is gone. Stalin, Stalin did that. I was watching a documentary on Stalin. And he changed everything. He don't know where he come from, some look person just out there. And he censored all the books. He people were starving, censored the media, censored everything. And that that's how he became this yeah. Russian whoever. Yeah. And a few people have done it. He he did exactly that. Hitler's Would, done it. Hitler yeah. did the same thing. And unfortunately it seems like Putin we don't know it's going that way we don't know it's the world is a mad place right now beautiful people hour for a show for that (laughs) another hour show for that definitely so beautiful people we have come to the end of the show thank you so much for tuning in thank you Ile for coming in and speaking to us thank you for having me thank you DJ KJB for sitting in the hot seat thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) and um, yes I'm Wimbo77. You can catch us on Facebook at um, um, All Flavors uh, Radio on Facebook, as well as on Instagram at All Flavors Radio. My hashtag is at Wimbo77. And I guess now, beautiful people, all we have left to say tonight is, oh, following us, sorry, DJ Laro from 8 till 10, as well as AT Francis from 10 till 12. And all we have left to say, beautiful people, is we'll see y'all on the the other other side. side take care
So move on. 